morning. This is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. As always, you can contact me, Lance Kenmore, anytime direct on my cell phone at 727-8977, or visit us on the web at kenmoreteam.com. Once again, I always like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. John, how have you been? Kind of weird a weekend with no football. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit different. For, well, if for you sure. don't, if you don't count that new XFL. Well, I don't. They try that every ten years. Well, that's Vince McMahon, <laughs> the wrestling guy. Yeah, that's his new league. Oh, I see. Okay. Seattle has a team in it. They're called the Dragons. I seem to recall this um, similar type of thing happening about ten years ago. Yeah. Well, there was another one, and I can't even remember the. The name of it, but last year there was another alternative league that folded. Oh, okay, gotcha. So yeah, so so yes, I probably will not be tuning into that. So, well, you know, the when the NFL game. went on strike in the eighties, I watched CFL football. So <laughs> I'll I'll check it out. Okay, there you go. Give give us an update. Let us know how that's going. But I will tell you <laughs> how it's going in the real estate world. Um, there is no alternative yes. network. We are still part of the Tri Cities MLS. Yeah. Yes. There's no, there, there's no sideways next level league. McKay, no. it's still Tri Cities Real Estate. Yeah, and the weather has been fantastic. So it it was funny because sometimes what I'll do is I prep for the show is for a little historical reference. I will go back and look at what did I do? What was the show title? last year at this time mm-hmm. and um <laughs> the show title last year this week this exact same saturday that i ran on was living through snowpocalypse oh yeah <laughs> that, was, that was title so i thought man what a difference when yesterday it was 55 degrees and sunny yeah. and we uh, were out with buyers and taking pictures of new listings, so definitely a major a major change there for sure. And nothing on the way through Monday. We're looking at highs at least fifty five, uh, sixty. I'm loving it, and so yeah, so that's so that uh, makes for a very very vibrant real estate market. Yes, this time of year. Uh, before we jump into those local stats, we always like to do our crazy celebrity real estate story. And San Francisco, out of San Francisco, this is not a house, but a commercial building, the iconic Transamerica building. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, triangular um, building in San Francisco, like the white big triangle, been yeah. there forever. Um has been sold for the first time ever. Wow. Michael Shivo out of New York, he has recently been um, leading a partnership buying group, and they acquired that um, pyramid-shaped tower for, yeah, close to $700 million. And apparently wow. the deal closed this the deal closed this last week, according to therealdeal.com. Does it say what they're going to do with it? It does not say what he's going to do with it. I imagine some sort of rehab project or buy and hold. Um, his partners have been on a massive buying spree. Mm. And in the past 18 months, they have spent more than $3 billion for over for six different buildings. Wow. Including the Coca-Cola building. Um, 
on Fifth Avenue in New York. So I, I didn't really know much about this guy. So I did a Google search mm-hmm. and he is only 47 years old, wow. like leading these buying groups, which is crazy. Now, I will tell you that the next four things that popped up on the Google organic search was about um, his tax fraud <laughs> and, <laughs> and his uh, penalties that he had to pay. So mm. apparently he is um, a mover and a shaker in those uh, big multi, multi million dollar real estate deals. So, wow. but kind of crazy to see a one owner Transamerica had owned. It It was built and constructed in 1972, mm-hmm. and they had been the singular owner since then. So Wow. So that was kind of interesting. Now, to temper that with our local real estate market here, I thought we would take a quick look at some stats of what's happening just to update people on kind of the differences between a year like last year and then a early spring market with such great weather that we've had in February. Currently, on the market, only 575 homes. Mm. So we've still been in a lower inventory market. Now, days on the market have crept up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Average is actually 48. We had been trending in the high 30s and low 40s for the last couple months. Mm -hmm. But... um, so, so days on the market um, increased a little bit to 48. So we're staying on the market a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Now, with 575 homes on the market and the number that are going under contract, we had over 330 last month go under contract. In our business, we call that an absorption rate was how many of the homes are being sold. Mm-hmm. And that's running at 58% right now. Another wow. way to say that is there's currently only on the market a 1.7 month supply of homes. Wow. So, because traditionally what we have happening is we have less people seasonally putting their homes on the market. Mm -hmm. And so we had a lower inventory right now, but with such good weather that we've had and the interest rates have dipped again to an extreme, extreme low, that com- combined with the good weather we've had, all the buyers all stayed out there in the market. They kept looking. They kept going out. They were kept wanting, wanting to take advantage of low interest rates. So that's actually the lowest supply number that we've had in about 12 months. So wow. only a 1.7 month supply of homes, which has driven up you know, supply and demand. Average price last month um, coming in at 331000 Wow. So to fill that demand, we look at another metric that we look at is how many of those homes that went under contract were new construction, mm-hmm. and it was 48%. Mm. So 48% new construction. So we need inventory. We yeah. need houses to sell. People, if you've thought about moving, right now is a fantastic time to be thinking about putting your house on the market, especially if you think you're going to be in that 300000 thousand and under price point. Um, It's that that market's moving really fast right now. Multiple offers, not much available. So one of the things that I really wanted to talk about today is I took a look at that. I said, okay, so we have a lot of buyers out there in the market. This is the month also where we have the Home and Garden Show coming up later later in the month. Yep. And so as people were thinking about this or prepping or going out and looking, I thought I would do, what are the top 10 features that buyers want? 
So a website mm. that I follow called New Home, Home Source had put out an article last month on January 9th um, about the top 10 features that buyers are wanting so that you can go to the home show, talk to people. If you're, if you're remodeling, mm-hmm. you can come up with ideas of what project you might want to do prior to going out there to the home show. Start to get some ideas of what is a buyer going to be looking at as they as they go out in the market. Also, too, if you're thinking about purchasing and eventually when you purchase, especially if you're a first-time home buyer, you're going to become a move-up buyer later and need yeah. to sell in four or five years. So to maximize resale value, what are the modern buyers looking for? What are the top 10 answers in 2020? Number one, and I see this all the time when we're out with buyers, is still the biggest driver that buyers are responding to. Number one on the list is open concept homes. Yes. So buyers want, they want the kitchen to flow into the family room. They want Mm -hmm. to be able to see what's going on. Um, And so, you know, a lot of the islands where the people are sitting at the island at the kitchen counter, but you can still see the TV in the family room. Mm -hmm. So... Open concept is is huge. It's still number one on the list. Now, some options that you can do with that, we've, you know, as we've remodeled and flipped homes, one of the biggest ways that we can provide value a lot of times when we're doing a project like that is by knocking down a wall in an older style home where the kitchen was closed off. Um, mm-hmm. Now, That's not sometimes you don't just run in there with a hammer and start knocking (laughs) things out because in in those older homes that were constructed, many times that was what we call a load bearing wall. And so that will need to be looked at by a structural engineer. Um, So your contractor, uh, general contractor will then Mm -hmm. consult with a structural engineer and say, this is a load bearing wall. A lot of times what they'll do is they'll put a drop beam in there. So they'll beef up the sides on each end where you're knocking it out and then add a beam across there. Mm-hmm. That, that's a relatively inexpensive option in a remodel to give your home a modern look. So there will be plenty of contractors and remodelers that you can talk to about that. A lot of times if people don't want to go all that way, even cheaper option is sometimes without putting in a more expensive beam, you can just widen a doorway. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what you can do if you make an existing doorway two feet wider. Yeah. Um, it starts to give you that open feel without spending as much money. Um, and then sometimes people will just add like a pass through window where, once again, you're not spending all of the money for a complete new beam, mm-hmm. but it gives you that open concept feeling. That was so that was the that was the number one trend that was responded to in this survey. The number two thing that was on there, and I, I was shocked that it was up this high. It's not overly surprising, but the number two response in there was Mc, what we call McMansions are out. <laughs> mm. Like just the large square footage, large square box, um, all house, no yard. Like mm-hmm. that trend was really, really popular in the first part of the decade. If we go back to like, um, you know, even 
even the end of 07, 08, before the housing crisis, you just saw people going crazy with square footage and larger is, 4, be- larger is better. Um, and so you got a lot of, they really call them McMansions. They were mm-hmm. just tearing down smaller houses doing that. Well, a lot of people now have gone to say, gosh, those are more expensive to heat and more expensive mm-hmm. to clean and and the taxes are higher. So buyers in this market are looking for smaller, more functional spaces. So what's really, really interesting about that is number two on the list leads us to right into number three. Hmm. And number three is the most sought after aspect of a house is outdoor living spaces. Yes. I was totally shocked by this. Um, And so it was great to go through this research. 31% of move up buyers report that they must have or really want to have an outdoor fireplace. Yeah. So I, I I thought that was that was way higher than I thought in 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 my experience with working with buyers. So it's it's awesome to hear about this, McKay. They must not be telling me the whole truth when I'm showing them these houses. <laughs> so thirty one percent, but it is really cool. And I will say that we don't see as much of this. There's a little bit more now nowadays. But anytime there's been a house that I've listed or shown that mm-hmm. actually had like the built-in patio with the outdoor fireplace. I will say buyers just go crazy over that, like totally oogle over that. Um, but what it does is, as we talked about previously, the mm-hmm. McMansions are out. People don't want to heat, cool, and maintain, but they're more than happy to for six to eight months out of the year. Hang out outside. Ha- hang out outside. Have mm-hmm. a fire in the evening. Yep. Take advantage uh, of that. Um, it's also a great way to increase the feel of the size of a house. If you have some of that flex space where you um, come and go and you don't really know where the patio ends and the house starts, it makes the whole house feel bigger naturally, but you're not paying that high, high dollar per square foot to get the square footage. So that was number three on the list of what buyers are looking for. Number four is neutral decor. Hmm. Um, buyers buyers like to put their own touch on things. And, and in the yeah. survey, it was obviously as they responded, loud, obnoxious colors, things that are very individual to you. I mean, it pops into my mind. I think of all the houses over the years we've had. Um, one of, I remember a very, very distinct basement that was a Harley Davidson basement. Wow. Which is amazing if mm-hmm. you love Harley Davidson. If not, orange and black walls are not primarily <laughs> what we what, are what, looking what we, for. What we see. So, so there's buyers uh, have a hard time looking past that. A lot of times people will say, well, geez, Lance, paint is cheap. And, you know, so a buyer can just change that if they want to. The problem is, is they have a hard time visualizing that. Yeah. Like they want it changed. They want you to change that. Um, so so that, they don't have to. So that they don't have to. And really so that they can visualize what they could do with it. So neutral decor was number four on the list. We're coming up on our first break. When we come back, I'm going to go over the next six of the top 10 things that buyers are looking for 
in 2020. Right here on News Talk 870. to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. Today we've been talking about a new article that was released and the top 10 items that buyers are looking for and going to be looking for in 2020. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, prepping later in the month for the Home and Garden Show. Yep. Also, people wanting to remodel, to sell, to maximize value. So some of the things to be thinking about as you're looking to purchase for resale value and potentially looking to remodel. We went through one through four before the break. Coming in at number five, and this is kind of just the old one you would expect to be on the list, Mm -hmm. but modern kitchens. Yes. One of the top five um, things that people are looking for. In this realm... Even if you're an older home, you will likely always be compared to new construction. There's a lot of focus put on the kitchens. And it's really tends to be in today's society a gathering place for Mm -hmm. for the family. Um, And so we see islands with bar stools a lot with that open concept that we talked about before. But if you're looking at remodeling, this is a great place to spend some money. A lot of times uh, now you can do resurfacing of the cabinets without Mm -hmm. going through the cost of completely redoing. Uh, There are some great products and painting that you can do to modernize the cabinet look. One of the things we see a lot of people do too is change the hardware. Even just updating uh, the knobs and poles on the cabinets can make a huge, huge difference there. Or replacing the doors with glass inserts. Absolutely. That's another That's another great one. And then last thing I had on the list was countertops. Mm-hmm. Consider an upgrade here to hard surface countertops. Granite or quartz. That is a big upgrade that a lot of buyers notice almost immediately even mm-hmm. if the rest of the house hasn't been updated we'll walk through homes with buyers and if the kitchen has been and they have the granite countertops or the quartz countertops the buyers hands down will almost in all cases mention that that that's been done and get rid of the flowered wallpaper yes and yes. the congolium on the floor yes absolutely <laughs> so modern kitchens will always be high on that list coming in in 2020 at number five number six it was interesting because when i was going through this article and prepping for the show this was nowhere on my radar, but I think it was a little bit misleading because originally the title was top 10 things buyers are looking for in 2020 for home buying. Mm. But number six had nothing to actually do with the house, but it was labeled as smart growth areas. 
Mm. And I thought about this, and I'm like, well, that makes perfect sense. I just wasn't expecting it in the context of, of this article. Now, I think, McKay, you and I can both look around, and we can find some areas in the Tri-Cities where the growth was not properly planned. Yeah. And there are certain intersections at certain times of the day, four to seven o'clock, road 68, <laughs> that are worse than others. And, and I don't mean to pick on road 68, but I do know I've seen, I've seen a traffic assessments and studies done where that is one of the places that has a lot of focus. Oh, uh, yes. Um, um, Vista Way. If 395, this, this Clearwater, way, 395 at 430. Queensgate, um, when, uh, you know, in South Richland, when the Hanford traffic is, is coming home yeah. at the end of the day. Now, all of these have traffic studies that have been done. And, you know, the new bridge is opening, is mm-hmm. going to be opening out there to alleviate some of that at Queensgate. But people are looking for not only smart growth traffic wise, because that's just they are smarter about. They don't want to deal with that every single day when they come home. So now they're starting to pay more attention to where's my house located in relation to these problem areas and what what am I going to have to deal with? Mm -hmm. The other thing that they're interested in about smart growth is they want access to hiking trails and easy access to shopping and schools. It was funny. I yesterday morning, I one of my agents and I, we hiked Badger and. He happens to live in Pasco, and we got done. And he said, um, "He said to me, he goes, gosh, he goes, I, I'm considering moving over closer to the hiking trails and that, and I can't wait till I move maybe a little closer." And then he kind of stopped and he said. I'm really spoiled, huh? He's like, it takes 12 minutes in the Tri-Cities to get, you know, to this. He goes, but he said that's, that is something that is on people's mind. And so Mm -hmm. I had put the two and two together when he had said that. I was like, man, I just read an article about you. (laughs) And so we, so looking at that is, is a big, is a big deal. So I thought that was, and that really leads us into the next biggest option, number seven, that buyers are looking for green options. Hmm. Uh, You've probably even noticed in the Tri-Cities where we're at this tipping point and we've talked about, we've talked about solar and you're seeing more and more solar panels and more and more installs be be Mm -hmm. done with solar. And so when, when we look at that, that is an indication of the consumer accepting those technologies and those technologies getting better have made a have made a huge huge change so in fact they go hand in hand i'm i'm going to skip around a little bit here but number 7 goes really well with number 9 cuz number 9 on the list was energy efficient fixtures and appliances. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, all the way from heating and cooling, the Nest thermometers, the yeah. smart thermometers that are, that are out there. It was reported in this article, U.S. Department of Energy did a study and said that the typical built home today mm-hmm. is 30% more efficient 
than one built five years ago. Wow. Just five years ago, we've made such a major change in that technology leap. Uh, even if we go back and then compare it to 20 years ago, mm-hmm. buyers are aware of that. They are making decisions because of that. Um, built-in smart appliances uh, that are connected to, to your Wi-Fi that can start themselves, shut themselves off. These are the type of things that are coming in those categories. And so we're going to see a big focus on that. You're going to see more vendors like that at the home show this year coming up. And as those technologies emerge, it's going to get higher and higher on the list. Right now, number seven and number nine on a buyer's list. But Mm -hmm. if I go back, like I said, 10 years ago, this wasn't even on the radar for, for a lot of buyers. Number eight, coming in at number eight, linen closets and smart storage options for Mm. regular closets. As we look at, as we talked about earlier before the break, number three, people moving to smaller, more efficient house plans, Mm -hmm. storage becomes a big issue. So they want options when when they're giving up square footage. They want to have to have more organized storage options for, yes. for the buyers. And then rounding out, number 10 on the list, um, and we, we see this a lot. We talk about this with buyers. Number 10 on the list, double car garage with organized workspace. Wow. And, you know, two car garage is huge on the list. And, in fact, I would even say... Really, in Tri Cities, when we look at buyers, if we go over three hundred or three hundred and fifty thousand, mm-hmm. a lot of times in this area, because we've had a lot of land available, um, and it's a dry, it's a driving community. You know, we, we're not as big with light rail or anything like that. Mm-hmm. The third car garage in those price ranges actually, it, for our local area, becomes really important in resale. Wow. And, and so we see that a lot. Now, McKay, between you and me, that third bay, there's never a car in it. No. <laughs> but they want room for the two, two cars, cars and then your storage and, then and work. all of your bikes and your stuff and your toys. So, yeah. So we see that happen a lot. So those are... Those are the top 10 trends that buyers are going to be looking for in 2020. And that's going to lead me right into our pick three, because Mm -hmm. we talked about low inventory. Well, we've got some inventory on here. Number one and two, we're talking about some acreage here. Pick number one, 1204 Rialto Court in Kennewick. This is an awesome horse property in Rancho Riata, 1.5 acres. Three bedroom, three bath, plus an office, which is a ram- uh, rambler, and a 60 by 40 shop. 2,200 square feet, um, really spacious home, formal living room and fireplace, formal dining room, large, li- large family room. The kitchen has lots of storage, awesome counter space. Master suite has a private bath, large walk-in closet. Two very roomy secondary bedrooms, absolutely well, well maintained home. We talked about outdoor entertaining being big. This home is just awesome for that. Fully fenced backyard, large covered patio, pool, and mm-hmm. views. Um, great horse setup. You got three pastures, horse barn, extra space for gardens. 
Then in that 60 by 40 shop, you've got 300 amp service, lots of space for RV parking, and that's coming in at 525,000. Awesome property out on Rialto Court. (coughs) Pick Mm -hmm. number two, 215604 East Pidcock Road in Kennewick. Now, this is an investment opportunity. This is an extremely private, rural, income-producing 9.2 irrigated acres on a dead-end street. There's three homes, a shop, and an RV slab on the property. Um, The homes and the RV pad are leased. Um, Great opportunity to convert the second pasture to potentially a a hobby farm, produce farm. Um, The homes have fenced yards, their own septic and drain fields. Mm -hmm. Again, that's 9.2 irrigated acres, three homes, and a shop. And that's coming in at 359000 Wow. Absolutely. We just don't see that much for that price anymore. Lastly, but not least, pick number three, 511 South Cedar in Pasco. So this is just over 1,000 square feet. This is a new modern design. This is a two-bedroom, one-bath townhouse Mm -hmm. um awesome awesome quality craftsmanship a growing community close to schools and access to the highway and so that's brand new construction in pasco two bedroom one bath Mm. um townhome and that's coming in at a hundred and ninety five thousand so this is an awesome community that yeah. uh, we're representing in, in Pasco. And a lot of people have said, we don't have affordable housing anymore. Lance, you just reported that we have $331,000 as the average price. Mm-hmm. So our builder has stepped in and just said mod housing and then said, we want to provide modern, attainable housing um, that is brand new construction mm-hmm. and come in under 200,000. That's good. So, super. If you have any questions about that or you're a first-time home buyer or downsizing and wanted to look at brand new construction and didn't think you could find it for mm-hmm. around 200,000, go to kenmoreteam.com, check out our new communities, check out mod housing on our website. Put in a contact form. We would love to show that to you. Those are going to be ready in a couple weeks, finished wow. and ready to go. And we, of course, We'll be right back here next week. Right here on News Talk 870.